Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another edition of Star Sound Speaks. This is your host, Irliana Samsara of Star Sound Astrology, episode 198. And I'm so glad because this is Mercury retrograde reunion, right? Lindsay, Lindsay is back, Lindsay Natale, and of course, Rachel Middleton, and my beloved cohorts from Nightlight School of Astrology. So for those of you who are new to the channel, um, I'm a, we are Hellenistic astrologers and we blend many, many elements in with Hellenistic traditional astrology. And um, I went through the uh, two years of training in Achuta Baba's Nightline Astrology and, and that's where I met Lindsay and Rachel and um, we've become fast friends and uh, supporters and uh, star warriors, <laughs> star warriors. So um, anyway, um, as you know, I've been doing these um, Every time we have the ingress of a sun, the sun into a new sign, I started with cancer season. And so we're doing these as uh, archetypes. So this, this particular episode is about the archetype of Venus. Uh, oh, sorry, the archetype of Libra. Of course, Venus is the ruling planet. And you know, we're just going to get into what is it? What is that Libra archetype like? And we'll, if we have time, we can even go through, if you have wherever Libra rules, whatever house Libra rules, we use whole sign houses in, in um, traditional Hellenistic astrology. So wherever those, um, wherever this part of your chart resides, uh, where Libra resides, you're going to find some more information. Hopefully you'll find it interesting and informative. So away we go. Oh, and um, Lindsay's, um, Lindsay's got a fabulous YouTube channel, like the most adorable videos. They're, they're fun and fun to watch and learn from. And that's El Natale Astrology. I'll have put the link below. And she also has Home and Garden. So it's um, El Natale Home and Garden on YouTube. So dual channels. And um, her, um, and so you can contact Lindsay through there. And um, Rachel's website, um, and of course, both available for readings, I highly recommend. Um, iheartastrology.net is Rachel's website, and you can read things there and contact her that way. So I just want to kind of get that up front um, to make sure that you guys know. All right, so uh, where do we begin? Libra, the, the, the architect, the ar archetype of Libra. Um, now that we, um, of course, you know, it's, it's, the, it's a cardinal sign. It's the beginning of the fall season in the Northern Hemisphere, and it's where the the, the sun crosses the equator. So we have the equal night and day. So yeah, we start with the equality. Maybe we can start there. Who, who would like to go first? I can talk about it. Um, I think that that's a really cool way to introduce it because the equal parts of the day and the night for Libra, it's, it's really the whole basis of it because the scales represent, right? Libra. So Libra is always searching for an equilibrium. So there's a weighing all the time, this energy of like, what's, what's right, what's wrong. And there's always weighing all the points that they could possibly weigh. So one, one thing that you can hear a lot about Libra, usually people are saying is that um, they really need, uh, have a need for harmony and finding harmony in all things. So this harmony between the day and night and the equilibrium, I think it's a really nice place to start. Mm, yeah. Rachel, I see some thoughts bubbling here. You know, it's like, it's a, such an aha moment of like basic thing about like the equinox and there being <laughs> a amount of day and night. 
and that being like so iconic of what Libra is and it's like honestly I never thought of that before it's so basic like as a part of the intrinsic thing of the sign but I'm like so I am having like a real in this moment like a oh my god like a light bulb moment because you said that um well you know what though Rachel that's an interesting here's the you know, it's interesting because Aries is also the equinox and but there's no balance there. So what is this? You know, but, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. go ahead, Rach. No. Yeah. Say what you're going to say. I was going to say that the Aries energy is a balance within yourself. Like it's a balance of finding who you are and finding uh, some stability in yourself and knowing how much you can push and how much you need to have that I am energy. And there's an equilibrium in yourself. And that's the that's the foundation of where you go from, ah, I think. So, and then when you right. get to, to Libra, it's the, it's the relation, which relational. So it's not the, I am, it's the, we are. So I think that's the balancing between self and other, but you have to balance yourself too within yourself. Like we have so many voices in our heads all the time. Like we need to know who we are and that's a, an equilibrium too. That's just the thought. And, then, and you know, when you say that, it's like, if we, if we don't know who we are and we don't have that strong Aries, you know, driven foundation, the, the balance on the inside, then the shadow side of, of Libra comes out, which is the people pleaser and kind of, you know, the vacillation, which, you know, we always get a I have Libra rising, you know, the, the vacillation, oh my God, I have to manage that. And, and trying and bending too much like a win willow in the wind. You know, if you are, if you're, yes. if you're not rooted, yeah, that's a really good point. I love the way you said that. Thank you. <laughs> but that's, that's the core need too, right? Is that justice and balance, but it's also because the vacillation, which you're talking about is so iconic to, to Libra because you see all the perspectives, you see all the sides and you can find justification for just about anything. And I think a lot of times you might need in that relational space, another to have like an opinion to help make the scales go, okay, I'll make a decision. Okay. You know, that the, where you can talk to someone else and come to some sort of um, agreement that's going to push your, your decision-making to a certain degree to one side or the other, because otherwise it's just, there's too many choices. Like, that's true. I, I, I love all of that. Um, and I think that the balancing with the other self, the like weighing, like the relational aspect of Libra, it's an air sign, you know, which it's mental and it's also social. Um, the air, it's so, and it's like, yeah. the, um, the one thing that I, I really always like to think about it is how um, it's the only um, like thing of the Zodiac that is represented by a thing. It's mm -hmm. not represented yes. by an, it's an inanimate object, the scales. Right. And so one of the things that my first astrology teacher, Jeffrey Brock taught about thinking about that basic image of the scales for Libra is about the balance thing again and how it's about uh, if you think of what a scale how it really functions you definitely need that other side in order for it to work at all just a one-sided teetotter is like right it's it's not it is in constant motion that the scale really works and um it's only ever balanced like temporarily in also a state of tiny micro constant motion like if you you weighed stuff up at, at the farm and you know what I mean? Like the scale is oh, yeah. not, it's really not like totally fixed. It's, it's, it's very, um, like the balance is, is like Subjective a, a little bit. 
And yeah, so as relationships are too, that's a symbol of Libra as well. Like mm -hmm. one of the things about how to understand an archetype is that it's not exactly the same balance and relationships, but they are related in an archetypal way through the sign of Libra. So is the planet Venus and Saturn and how those two are connected because those, those you know, so it's like, when we try to think about what is an archetype of Libra, it's like, okay, there's all these dots. Like this is my Gemini coming out. Like there's all these different points of connection on the table which are like we could attribute to a libra type of thing and it's like how do they all kind of flow together and libra is like constantly loving to try to work things out my father is a libra super libra he's got like a stellium of libra planets and one of his favorite words is agreement but you when you said that it made me think of him because he's always like you know that's what they want to do they 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 would even rather debate and argue to, yes. and come to an agreement through the process of conflict than to totally leave they always get their reputation of wanting to be diplomatic and peaceful, which is true. They do want that, but they're yes. willing to go through the process of having a debate in order to get there. <laughs> yes, I'd like to piggyback on that because uh, they do. They get a reputation for being this peacemaker and all the time. That's 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 true, but it doesn't mean they won't argue for what they believe in. It won't. And they, if something is unfair or biased or something, they will stand up for what's right. And I think that's where the Saturn comes in as the exaltation ruler where Saturn mm. is the, no, 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 I am going to argue for this. No, this is not right. So that's like the combination of Venus and Saturn together that makes this fairness, this balance, what's right and where to say no and what to stand up for. Um, and my son is also Libra rising and I, he argues. And I thought before I really knew much about astrology, I was just like, man, he's supposed to be peaceful <laughs> he's not supposed to be arguing about everything like right? he'll find he'll find a little anything to like take the other side of whatever it was and i just thought man i thought you're supposed to just be peaceful but um he brings yeah so he brings that but um libra rising i if we want to throw that a little bit about in there as well is if you are libra rising it, it my son is a really good example of a libra rising in my opinion because he is very charismatic has a lot of friends he's really interested in the way he looks um, and beauty and looking presentable, his clothing, like he, he has to be impeccable and uh, yeah, easy for him to make friends and, and be very charismatic. So I think that's one of the benefits of having a, a Libra rising. Yeah, nice. Yeah, the, the, the whole fashion thing, you know, Venus ruling fashion, but yeah, it's, and it's elegant tailored fashion with little, yes. I never understood that until I started studying astrology. Why do I always go to these outfits with these like cardigan sweaters with these teeny tiny little mother of pearl buttons, all buttoned down, like, yeah, like, what is that? <laughs> and like, oh, okay, astrology answers many things. And it, <laughs> It's why do I have such fine I have Libra rising my hair is very fine it's I have a lot of hair the Leo mm -hmm. but but um it's very very fine it's like really thin you know fine strands just just lots of them yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. you know you okay. said something about um the the finding the balance and I think too around because Libra the Libra archetype is always concerned about fairness and equality like when you said with your son about having these arguments and debates and I know for me um it's like taking the side of like if somebody's not there taking the side of the underdog and like oh mm -hmm. what about this oh this poor guy what about him and you know the, the sense yeah. of fairness he especially for him particularly it's he's definitely about it's not fair like constantly and that's the it's it life's not fair but I mean that's one of the things that he is really on the surface for him about fairness you know all the time so yeah yeah I, 
but yeah, there's a balance between that as well. And I think like the arguing can also be to find harmony. Like Rachel said, like her father, you know, will art wants agreement, but wouldn't mind arguing until the agreement is, is reached. Right. Yeah. So it's those, both of those archetypes blending together, you know, I, and I never realized that until I, my, I love this book, the mythic astrology. Um, this was my first, um, well, Rob Hand's Planets in Transit. And this was, I think the second, Ariel Gutman and Kenneth Johnson, Jungian psychoanalysts and Jungian astrologers, mythic astrology. It's such a great book on the archetypes. Mm. So if you want to, if you're new to astrology or you just want to get deeper into what these uh, archetypes mean and then how they were expressed throughout history. There's different viewpoints and different ways of approaching them, depending on whether it was Babylonian or Egyptian astrology, you know, through the centuries, through the, through the millennia. But um, I never realized that about that Libra is the only, like she's, like you were saying, Rachel, the only sign that's represented by a mechanical instrument rather than by a, um, a human or animal figure. And like, wow, that's, as everything has imported. Mm -hmm. so. And it's funny too, because Libra, Libra is seen as the most relational sign. It's the, it's the cardinal air sign, but it's also super relational and the relationship between, it makes sense that it would have to be an inanimate object because that's the most fair. <laughs> like right, you couldn't, right. you couldn't pick no a, a lion. Yeah. And bias because right. it's like, this is not a person. This is not an animal. We're not going to be unfair. It's a scale, you know? Right. So. You can't have the Leo decide because it's like, oh, <laughs> he's the king of the forest. It's yeah. like, no, no, you can't because it's a little yeah. bias. Yeah. yeah. I'm the alpha yeah. guy. And like Magnan no. magnanimous. Right. Sometimes. Yeah. But Just give yeah. it to a, give it to a scale. <laughs> scale. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know, and I also, when you're saying earlier around that, that constant vacillation, it's that it's very, very delicate. And I think of when you go to get a physical at the doctor's office and they use those scales with the weights, you know, yes. and you know how it goes, whoa, it's like <laughs> clunk. Air. Yeah, no, or, or clunk. Um, <laughs> there's this, something great that she says here about um, the Egyptian goddess of law, which is Mat. I don't know how you pronounce M-A-A-T, but Mat or Mat in, right. in, in Egyptian, in the Egyptian cosmology. It, uh, Ariel says here, the scales in Libra had a deep significance for the Egyptians. It was said that at the time of death, the goddess Mat placed the human soul on one scale and a feather on the other. Mm -hmm. If the scale tipped even slightly, the soul must reincarnate with the goal of releasing the extra weight. Since Libra comes just before Scorpio, the sign associated with death, which the Egyptians honored in their eloquent preparations for the afterlife, the prime goal in life was to make the scales balance or to prepare the soul for its afterlife. I just love that. And I think too, it's like, oh, it, this drivenness about, oh, I have to make peace. I've got to create this because, you know, I don't want to face death going, oh my God, you know, I'm out of balance. You know, I've been <laughs> I don't want to come back, you know. It's like, high stakes, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. High maybe stakes. that's part of, yeah, the, this feeling of, we're driven to be fair and and to mm -hmm. know because it is that longer range picture you know and you said earlier you talk about venus and saturn saturn being the exaltation ruler of libra mm. and it's like saturn's about the long haul and life and death and mortality and immortality so it's like you know what and the boundary right that's the boundary line right the keeper and, of the boundary in the ancient astrology and you know, self. if Aries is all about me, 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 and the self, and then Libra is the we, and and the self in terms of 
others and, and the long haul and like, what is best for, when I, when I think of Saturn, I think what is best for everyone? What's going to last? What kind yeah. of a lasting agreement? Yes, yeah. and also that Aries, the Aries and Libra having to balance each other too, because you're just, you just, what you just said was just striking because the I am me, 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 that's like a, a shadow side of Aries, but it needs, you need to have the I am to have the we are in balance because otherwise a thing that can happen a lot with the Libra energy is to become like a doormat or to negate yourself, your own opinions, your own thoughts, because you want to keep harmony. So you do anything you can to keep this harmonious space, um, not you. I mean, in general, that's an, that's something that can happen in order to keep that harmonious space. Like maybe um, talking talking too long and small talk, even though you don't want to, because you don't want to hurt somebody's feelings, or you know, or just you're, you're very somebody that's got a lot of Libra may be very charismatic and want and people want to be around them and they stick around people longer than they should because they want they want that harmonious feeling. But there's an imbalance there where Libra can become like a doormat and uh, not have themselves be represented. So that's where I think I love the, the duality of the Aries Libra and how you really need each other. Like that's that balance as well. You need both of those in order to create the proper balance. Yeah, so, and, and in any conversation with any of these archetypes, it's always that we have to consider the duality and the opposite Absolutely. line. So yeah, yeah. And, and that each gives the other you know, the shadow, like you said, of Aries and the shadow, you know, either too much pushy or too much vacillation and, you know, finding that, that, um, yeah, because another, life. another thing that just to bring back to the archetype is, uh, Libra can be seen sometimes as inauthentic because a lot of times Libra might have to act a certain way to keep this harmony or balance or a certain aesthetic or acting a certain Appearance. way that people are expecting. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's, it's how much are you willing to pay of your authenticity of yourself in order to create that harmony. But that's where the authenticity comes in with Aries. So I think finding that balance there. Yeah, totally. You're going to say something, Rachel. Um, I, I was loving listening to all of that. I had to go off camera because of my baby, but um, I definitely uh, think that the, the thing, and it's not so much authenticity that Libra gets accused of is superficiality <laughs> and like indulging in these, what would could be considered superficial social associations because they're open to talking to anybody. Like even like the person at the grocery store and having like a deep meaningful exchange with them. And so the people that are like square energy cancer something like that, uh, opposed to it, or, or Aries, opposition, somebody that has an agenda. It's like, why the, Why are you talking to every straight person like like, like they're your best friend? And it's because it's, <laughs> they are open to it, being a best friend relationship, because they're so like socially, the way that um, Aries is open personally and into its own thing, Libra's open socially and like, like loves to talk to people. That's why they're such great people, people. And um, they can feel like dying if um, they don't have somebody to talk to that's interesting. Social, <laughs> it's super, yeah. an air, cardinal air sign. And so that first meeting, that first initial, like, who is this person? I'm so curious. Da, da, da. That is super Libra. Um, and so it's appropriate for it to be superficial. Scorpio would be like, no, we're going to go super deep right away or not at all, but that's next. Month. Right. Yeah. Right. It's like the Libra is the, is the uh, quintessential icebreaker. Oh, let me, let me, let me 
yeah, how are you doing? And la, 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 la. And then Scorpio is like, darn, you know, doesn't care for any of that. And yeah, the small talk and the vanity, vanity, you know, Venus, the shadow of Venus, right? The vanity Mm -hmm. and and, um, shallowness and, you know, that shallow surface talk, right? And yeah. But also that which just made me think like, I, I, I'm putting my, my son in my mind. He's, he's just turned 14. So like he's starting in freshman in high school and everything too. And he's this, he's a Leo Libra, just like you. And he, he um, has a certain amount of vanity and regalness to him, but uh, it gets him really far in life too. Like people um, like that in general, because I think the Libra energy makes people feel good. It makes them feel um they're related to, they're in something with you, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm on your side. Like, I want to help you and let's do this together. Yeah. You know? We're, we're, we're merged. And that's we're that cardinal, you. the cardinal relational, like that cardinal energy to do that together. But it's also, I think about harmony and music um, because Libra has a lot to do with art, beauty, music, aesthetics, um, you know, your house, sure. the way your house looks, what you like to where and those things but harmonics you can't do harmonics with one note right you have to have more than one note to create harmony you know more than one and um so it has to be always in relation it has to always be in relation yeah always in it, it, that's yeah it lives there that's awesome yeah. um you know, let me just find um there was something else i wanted to point out here um the um Oh, oh, this is interesting about medical and medical astrology. You know, I, I am not a medical astrologer, but I am absolutely fascinated with the mind-body connection and how the stars is are were really, you know, they are our template for our physical embodiment and our journey on earth. And I love how so many people now, maybe it's not just because it's Virgo season, but there's <laughs> such an explosion of medical astrology. Judith Hill, mm-hmm. I just adore her, you know, and I know you guys are, especially you, Rachel, very much into Judith Hill medical astrology. Well, if I can just jump in here and say, um, in medical astrology, Libra, this is Ariel, Libra rules the kidneys, the pair of scales in the body that regulates and balances the workings of the internal system. As a filtering system, the kidneys provide the means by which to keep the body pure of toxic substances that could have serious consequences for the system. This is not unlike Libra's need to filter the experiences of life or of personal relationships that might otherwise have similar consequences. Wow, <laughs> it's amazing. And, and when I think about too, with you know, when I, um, when, when do my kidneys get blown out or anyone who's a Libra or Libra rising is, you know, that back, like backbending, you know, too much of that backbending and being that doormat. I mean, that literally (laughs) out, you know, and blower kidneys. That's interesting. The first line of defense. Yeah. So you can see the, what are the medical consequences of you know, of, of that shadow side of Libra, the vacillation and the doormat and how it costs us our, and of course the first line of defense, your immune system, everything, you know, it's, they always say it starts with the kidneys and the mm. adrenals and then, you know, blown out. I, I you know, I remember um, a, a dear friend of mine who's very um, astute, he's a scientist and an inventor and he, he very much into health. And he said that, you know, when um, women, you know, in, the, in menopause, how we have, of course, you know, you think about uh, hot flashes and all that. And I remember when I went through menopause, um, 
I, I asked him about this and he said, you know, that's in Western countries, women have these hot flashes, but in indigenous countries, they don't. They have obviously a more balanced society, um, but that whole concept of that drip and how it drains you, you know, and your kidneys are just, you know, by the time you become, you know, in their 50s and, and, and older, you know, and you think about women and all the things that we have to do and being, you know, holding source, carrying the babies on the planet, having to negotiate and balance and, you know, keep the peace. And it's like, you can see that culturally, how that takes its toll and that menopause does not include hot flashes in, and when, uh, in other countries where there's that more balanced view. And I started taking a maca root and all these different adaptogens. And I'm telling you, the hot flashes left. It's like, wow, I, I cleaned that part up, but I had to refuel and I had to, mm. like you were saying earlier about Aries, you know, stand for me, find that. Yeah. I just wanted Foundational. To yeah. You got a foundation to get you through it there. Medical astrology. I love it. Yeah. It's super interesting. I did the whole course with Kira Sutherland as well. And it's, yeah, I think we could have a whole nother discussion on, on medical astrology at some point, but yeah, it's amazing. You know, matter of fact, I have been after her for months and we've just been zigging and zagging with schedules, but she's mm. on my list of people. She said, yes, she'd like to be on the show. So awesome. yeah, I'd love to move into medical astrology with her, but um, we're cool. Rachel, I see that thought bubble moving again. I love it. <laughs> Well, on the medical line, the one thing I was thinking of, um, practically, I was thinking like one of the things that's great for kidneys is like nettles, which is a Mars plant, which is interesting as like a, another one of those balancing um, things, which is like nettles is probably as opposite a plant that you can imagine for a Libra, right? It's, yeah. But it is one of the premier things for uh, kidney problems or any kind of things like gout too, which that would be a bad Libra issue to have, but it could happen, you know, they love to eat and enjoy. Um, the one thing also about medical astrology, um, Libra wise is that, or just in general too about Libra is that the sun isn't, did you guys already mention this? The no, sun is in yes. So, um, and you know why, like it's important, regardless of the hemisphere you're in, if you use the Aries on the ascendant and the 24 hour clock going with cancer at the mid heaven and then Libra at sunset, it's like sun is setting, you know, and then there was this original connotation of, of that being like the time when, yeah, the sun is going into its, um, its death basically. So the seventh house relationship and Libra with the seventh house, um, also is related to that 24 hour clock with the sun's falling in, falling into, um, darkness as it goes underneath the horizon so um yeah libra is very concerned and also the kidneys i was gonna say i believe this is true mercury's retrograde so i could be wrong but i want to say that the emotional um correlation and tcm with the kidneys is fear and libra also like you know what's the number one fear that people are always thinking of fear of death which is like mm. you know and then and then the number two public speaking both libra things like you know so <laughs> those are like huh? Number three, relationships. Or like being that. alone. Being alone. Right. Oh my God. Being like alone. Oh, yeah. The like severe real fears are all Libra is like confronting as a part of their archetype. Yeah. <laughs> being alone. Somehow yeah, the trip to the dentist is not part of it. I think that's further down the list. <laughs> you know, people used to say the fear of going to the dentist was like one of the highest things. Well, hey, there it is about beauty and you know, the tennis and Saturn being the exaltation mm -hmm. ruler. Saturn rules the teeth. So there yeah. you go. It's all connected. 
Ah, but you're right. Yeah, I like I like that. Um, hmm. Lots to think about. Oh, also the um, li uh, the Libra part of the body in the um, oh gosh, what's the name of that? The Trévisseur de Duc de Berry, the French uh, medieval manuscript. Um, illustrated manuscript. It's very famous of the, not that, well, is it the Zodiacal Man, where you see the head and the body and every uh, sign, you know, represented from Aries starting at the top and Pisces ruling the feet and, um, and Libra rules the kidneys, so therefore the lower back. So lower back issues are also, um, you know, can be a, a Libra thing. You know, you've blown out your kidneys, you've probably blown out your lower back, and it's that whole thing about support. Hmm. Yeah. You know what I also want to mention, and you were saying earlier, just a minute ago, uh, Rachel, about yes, the symbology of the uh, of the of the the, uh, the sky map with Aries rising and Libra on that seventh house and death, and you you know I've, uh, you know seventh house is the marriage or partnership house, so you think oh my God, death and marriage, <laughs> but I think that it's to me it's like it's facing as the sun wanes and prepares for the underworld, it's like, okay, let me let go of self and find peace and find balance and find harmony as I am moving into this underworld. Let me feel, you know, we don't go into the underworld being, you know, pissed off or angry. Like we, we have to be at peace. We have to make even, make everything right before we move into that other, I don't know, that just comes up for me. How about you yeah. guys? I was going to say that I think the sun being in fall in Libra makes a lot of sense because the sun is so powerful. It overtakes everything. And that if you talk about Libra being that sunset, it's when it's the golden hour. It's when the sun is no longer so blazing and so bright and so strong. And in order, like, if you think about the sun is in exaltation in, in Aries, right? Right. So the sun is powerful. You're like being fueled by a nuclear power of the sun there and it's the i am but when you have the you have this other energy where there's two you can't be a, such a blazing you know there has to be that sunset moment where two can blend and merge and that sort of sunset golden hour is that merging of the, the sun with the sky from our perspective at least and that's that's so aesthetic as well it's so beautiful and where the sun it doesn't really have a place as that um, that bright strength, it needs to be subdued in order for two to blend together. Blend. And you, if you think too of the sun being the ego, the principle of yes. the ego. So the ego is waning and softening and you know, people don't rush out in the middle of the day to go, oh, let's look at the sun. I was like, oh, <laughs> no, <laughs> let's look at that noon, you know, I'm like, unless no, you're, unless you're in England or somewhere that never, <laughs> right, right, <laughs> need it where it's raining it's, all the time. Yeah, uh, then you're grateful for whenever the dang yeah. thing goes up. But, um, but at the end of the day, when it's beautiful and waning mm -hmm. or the sunrise, when, when the sun is just beginning, but it's not overpowering, you know, mm -hmm. it's coming to life or, entering into the underworld. So yeah, that's, um, I know, I just want to share that the sun being the ego principle and the need for, and that lessening of power, where it's just not me, 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 but there's the inclusion of the sky and others and self mm -hmm. and others. So yeah, yeah all, Libra, all Libra things. Yeah. Let's see if there's anything else I wanted to share here. Um, oh, I, I think too, the difference with Venus being the ruling planet of Libra and Taurus, 
what the difference would be. Would, would anybody want to speak to that? The, the, like, what's the distinction between Venus ruling in Taurus versus Venus ruling in Libra? Yeah. I mean, Rachel, you want to go? Or? Yeah, that's, an, I mean, that in itself could fill a whole hour if we really yeah. don't. Do right, yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah. Why don't we just read one little? <laughs> what do I want to say about this in five seconds? <laughs> five seconds. <laughs> Um, well, so one is the earth Venus and it's extremely personal, right? And it's the yin, it's the yin one and it's internal and it's about like the natural world and the body and things like that in relation with beauty and, and things that are very, uh, personal, um, sensual, like five senses, right? Right. Totally. Because it's earth. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's physical, it's a physical Venus and it's a yin Venus. It's very internal. And then we have Venus finally now in a, in a masculine sign. It's yang, it's outward, it's relating. Um, but I also read this morning or a couple of extras like five days ago, I just went back and read it again. Um, it's an esoteric astrology, Pythagorean theory. I love this, this lister, but I'm not, I'm always mentioning it. Um, but it's from the esoteric astrology tradition. It talks about Venus relationship with Taurus and Libra and uh, Capricorn, even in esoteric astrology, but it talks about how um, in Libra, the things that it's related to in esoteric astrology is um, what Libra is related to is the, the will and focus principle being channeled through the law, mm. sex and mm. money. And it's because it's, um, and all the cardinal signs have to deal with consecration uh, that, that, you know, to, to like make something like uh, to consecrate. And and so in air, it's about like, I always remember that Libra is, is very um, the sign of polarity in a way that is like on, like they're all the signs have polarity as a power principle, but Libra really is about the power principle of polarity. Mm -hmm. And so um, it's just like, all right, that's more than five seconds. <laughs> no, no, that's fine. That's beautiful. Thank yeah. you. I think too, I wanted to add, I loved all, all the things you just said. And I think the, also the difference between uh, the, the Libra Venus and the Taurus Venus, not only is Taurus more sen sensually based, you know, it's the five senses, it's how you're feeling touch. It's like, it's a, it's how you're relating to, to substance in the world right. and, um, and very personally relating to substance. But the Libra is, I, I like to think about art, beauty, music, yes. um, decor, that's something that you're putting out there that to extra. please and harmonize. And it's an, it's extra, it's extra verted right. out. Whereas the other is introverted. How do I, how am I sensually feeling? But the, 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 it's a show, a little bit of a show, you know, in the Libra, like the best of us, like what is the best of what we can bring to harmonize with another? Because when you listen to music, music is so powerful because you're harmonizing in your soul with another person. I mean, that's, it's when music touches us, it can bring you to tears. It can bring you, you know, because you're harmonizing with that beautiful principle of what Venus is gifting us or a piece of art, a piece of art just sitting in a, you know, a corner doesn't do anything. It's to be related to, it's to be shared and expressed with another person. That's beautiful. Yeah, that, it's very much along these lines. Uh, here's um, Ariel saying, you know, you think about Venus Aphrodite, the, the Greek goddess of, um, of beauty and love. Venus, uh, Libra's Venus or Aphrodite is a far cry from Taurus's more earthly goddess. 
In Taurus, she indulged in the raw sensual pleasure principle where eroticism was glorified. Libra's Aphrodite is a much more is much more the archetype of aesthetic beauty, like what you're saying, Lindsay, a museum piece, beautiful to admire, lovely to flirt with, exciting to tease, and beckoning you to praise, but nearly impossible to touch. So you think about these, you know, like think of like the I'm thinking of like a go-go dancer and like a topless bar is like, here's a sensuality, but you can't touch me. You know, <laughs> you can look, you can enjoy, but you can't touch me. <laughs> I yeah. don't know where I am. But as, and even though um, Venus as the goddess of love fits with the partnership sign of Libra, contemporary astrologers have questioned her rulership of this sign almost as much as they question Mercury's rulership of Virgo. In particular, the asteroids Juno and Pallas Athena have been suggested as rulers of Libra. So yeah, I think those are just also part of that whole divine feminine. <laughs> yeah, they could probably add in, but I think that it's a pretty good system. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, they can add in. I certainly all voices are welcome, mm -hmm. but yeah, 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 big old Venus, that flaming coppery red passion, desire. Mm. I love it mm -hmm. anyway, but yeah, yeah. definitely brings Saturn in there too, right? So it's a little more untouchable, it's a it's like a reaching to this, you know, higher level, like long things that last a long time, too, right? Like the right. art and the aesthetics of even if you listen to um you know some monastic music or those harmonies that you you would hear in like gregorian or the female version of that you know like that oh my gosh it just it goes right straight through you because those harmonics are just so ancient and it's the archetype it just goes way way back mm, and it's beauty that lasts like the raw beauty that sensual, lasts. right the beauty the venus taurus beauty it's um you know i think of may day dancing around the maypole and you know the earthly sensuality of of venus but that is all earthbound right which is material that this yes. past but the air is element of it's Libra. reaching for something higher than that and like i think about i don't know if you know who hildegard van bingen is oh she, right the yeah mystic. yeah the mystic but she was also uh, she's really famous for her art her artistic music and you can it, even go medieval. on spot it Medieval, medieval yeah you can go on spotify right. and put in hildegard van bingen and hear her music and that's like it's so elevated it's so uh, it takes it's reaching its air right it's that music that's a harmony that's so libra to me and also bringing in that saturn concept of that it's going to last forever that's ancient stuff for us anyways i mean like it's yeah medieval. she wrote that music and, a thousand years ago and here yes, it's still alive you can still listen to it and you can you can still relate to her through her music and through that harmonic that she was she was providing for us i love it beautiful thank you mm. maybe i should put a hildegard van bingen um, <laughs> link in the thing below and tell oh us yeah you it's you know I mean, it's it's beautiful part of any especially with any libra season evergreen cool mm -hmm. well um do you want to maybe just do a quick trip through the zodiac before we wrap up any anybody quick 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 like mercury quick right rachel rachel you're a mercury master and it, <laughs> like, just, like if you have all right i'm libra rising i'll start the go. ball rolling libra go, rising. Girl. Go, if, you, girl. if you have libra rising you definitely did not pick fights in school <laughs> um and I, yeah i have like a, i abhor conflict and confrontation and fighting and arguing and so even to this day with all my conscious work it's it 
I have found a way in which to approach and to be like acknowledging and um, helping if I need to bring up something, you know, that's difficult, um, difficult subjects is to just put it in a very, very nice, kind, soft Libra envelope. And <laughs> what, instead of like the pointing finger of Aries is like, you did this, you did that. It's like, this is how I'm feeling. And anyway, I just wanted to share this with you. So we're not putting anything on others, but we're trying to create a peaceful context in which to have conversations. And, you know, that's what comes up for me. Um, appearance wise, yes, my mother was a Libra son and she would always be like, you're not going out without your makeup, are you? <laughs> it, was, it was a running joke we had for years. You're not mm. going out looking, wearing that shirt. Oh, put something else on. My sister and I are constantly. <laughs> so yes, appearances count and no fighting. So that's my, that was a long one. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm a little biased here. <laughs> yeah. House number two. House number two, Rachel Middleton. Second house Libra for a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> that is my house. Place oh, it is. is. Oh, perfect. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, the balance thing with money is really key. And I have a couple of planets. I actually have three planets in Libra. I have mm. Jupiter-Saturn conjunction, and then I also have Pluto in Libra. And so um, how I've experienced that as um, a person personally is that like, so with the Jupiter-Saturn in the second house in Libra, Saturn is the stronger of the two um, by dignity and everything like that, thankfully. Um, you know, with that placement in general, people could like uh, really ride the line of like a zero balance point. And that's definitely what happens with me. Yeah. <laughs> like um, they're, they're not afraid to spend money um, up to their last like dime, <laughs> but they're always like making money too. It's a very in and out, in and out because that is part of the nature of and flow of uh, things like commerce, you know? Mm. Um, and <clears throat> sometimes, you know, I mean, anything is better than being in the negative, right? But there is actually like a joyful, actual, like weird, if you have Capricorn on the second house, you might wanna have a big surplus that makes you feel better, but there is something really beautiful. It's almost like sustainability of having like exactly the right amount of money to pay when you go to the cashier to the penny like being like yes I am so in like the flow of things because like I brought with me the exact amount of money it's not like you'll never see any money again so um anyway Libra can be really it's cardinal air so wherever you have Libra you're gonna you're gonna make a lot of moves it's gonna be a lot of action and it's gonna be a lot of um energy the planets that you have there of course are gonna are gonna color it but um I would say um, in general, yeah, a lot of in and out wherever you have Libra and that's true of finances um, with second house. How about third house? So third house is the house of communication. It's the house of communicating with your environment and it's the house of the goddess, house of siblings. So I think if you have Libra in the third house, um, a lot of communication would be probably a good fit right there. The communication would probably be very, um, and able to be empathetic and be balanced and be able to express yourself and communicate yourself in a very charismatic and very dignified in, uh, way or a way that um, would probably make people feel very comfortable with what you have to say, very artistic expression, probably a, a good writer, a good expressive speaker. Nice. Yeah. To communicate. And fourth house, angular, an angular fourth house. Um, 
wow, desiring peace and harmony in the home life, you know, Mm. with your home and family, definitely uh, very important. Of course, all of these depends upon the condition of Venus, the ruling planet, and what house that Venus is in and sign and and her condition, if she's in exile, you know, fall or um, you know, exile and, and such. So that's why you need an astrologer to help you figure it out, right? <laughs> right. That's why you need us. us. <laughs> you. And we and we don't give bad news. We just take things that are difficult and we say, okay, look, we're honest, but this is how we can work with it because everything can be worked with. So yeah, yeah. Venus in the fourth house, home Aesthetics. life, aesthetic house. Oh and yeah, wanting things to be beautiful. Yeah, I have a friend who has a, a fourth house uh, Libra ruling her fourth house cusp, and she's got the most unbelievable taste home furnishings yeah. gorgeous and a custom made everything yeah just design beautiful. yeah beautiful. yeah class act wow. Le- um, libra in the fifth oh the romance and sex romance house Woo! <laughs> we must we have to go out with partners who look good and uh, look like models <laughs> and uh you know <laughs> gorgeous and <laughs> maybe shallow <laughs> I would say probably the things that they they like to do for fun have to do very with very artistic things, or maybe even they might enjoy shows about law and justice, stuff right. like that. Things that entertain them would be very um, Libran. So like maybe they like to watch design shows, HGTV, stuff like that. Things that they going, do for yeah, fun. going to an art museum. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. only other thing I want to say about that is this is usually a Gemini rising and it goes they're just very social and chatty they like to have um multiple kinds of like different types of relationships not just like saying that they can't have like a a one-on-one partnership with Sag on the seventh they can't no just kidding um (laughs) they they definitely enjoy like a small talk and chit chat and just doing all sorts of different like um fun stuff socially Mm. they like to have like times how about um, sixth house? Libra in the sixth. I'm thinking like, wow, that's the joy of Mars. And um, mm-hmm. maybe it's a struggle, a little bit of a challenge to keep the peace or to mm-hmm. have a balanced daily routine. Mm-hmm. It's thinking about, you know, not work, 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 but just finding that work-life balance is probably a major, I would think. Yeah, that's the house of work and service and also self-improvement. So maybe oh, it could be the opposite where they want to exercise too much to have an aesthetic body or something like that or maybe they have to find nutritional balance or that might be a focus right nutritional balance right Mm -hmm. go those kidneys those those kidneys again (laughs) (laughs) all right seventh house libra in the seventh oh my goodness partnership Mm -hmm. quality in the marriage also contracts negotiations so that would probably be they'd probably be really either diplomatic in contracts and negotiations or opposite, you know, argumentative right. about the, those things. The strive to, 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 like you said, to argue for the sake of fairness and until mm-hmm. something e- e- equitable and fair to all is reached. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or also, you know, being careful. And if you have a Libra in the seventh to not be a doormat, to make sure that you have that Aries in the first house. Right. So I guess it's a balance, like to not, maybe to not be too, uh, overpowering in your your personality to have space for relationships something like that right yeah giving space all right eighth house Ooh, that eighth house yeah leave her in that eighth house yeah power psyche transformation probably transformation through really deep like I keep talking about the harmonics through music art 
like feeling a real deep connection there and like a transformative experience yeah. you know mm-hmm. like truly but maybe yeah liking liking the more of the deep art you know maybe like more avant-garde type arts or more edgy things something like that right more taboo the, the taboo oh my god venus tab- <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah spicy <laughs> um yeah. oh uh, rachel's smiling uh, what you, I see the, the thought bubble again. No, I know you're watching your children. You're amazing, by the way. I just have to say the way you can take care of children and talk deep subjects all at the same time. Oh my God. <laughs> my hat is off to you. Smiling at what you were saying, but I was just listening. I wasn't really thinking anything. I was just listening. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, we're up to the ninth house. Venus, um, sorry, Libra. Libra in the ninth house. Well, give me that, give me that luxury cruise, long distance travel, <laughs> first class on the Queen Elizabeth II cruise ship. And you know, it's like traveling in style. Mm. Wanting to travel with a partner, wanting to be in relationship to the, the greater, you know, being deep in relationship with philosophy or deep in relationship with that. This would be, again, a really good fit for the law and order. Activism, right? Somebody fighting yeah. for justice. Yeah, justice. Equal rights. Yes, yeah. exactly. Law, stuff like that. Law, right. Law. Higher education, right? But maybe they want to be uh, in higher education for the arts or philosophy right. or something that's you know more like that. Expressive. Beautiful, long-lasting things of mm. ideas of. So, and tenth house, Venus, uh, Libra in the tenth, Libra in the tenth, the house of reputation and what how we are seen out in the world one's um yeah the well obviously be great if you're like an ambassador i'm thinking you know (laughs) 10th house you know government you think about that serving the greater and being that person known as that ambassador i would think that would be uh, a great um you know yeah that could very well fit too because this is a capricorn Capricorn rising and so one of the things there that you're really going to see is the importance of Saturn because um, Saturn is this chart ruler and then also it's a midheaven ruler by triplicity and it's got a lot of you know so Saturn as the exaltation ruler and a triplicity ruler of the career house and the chart ruler this is one of the reasons why Saturn is uh, career is such a big deal to Capricorns and then you have the Capricorn rising with like all this dignity by Saturnian dignity, um, mm. meaning importance, right. like uh, being it's a ruling matters. It will depend on how much actual dignity that Saturn has, where it's placed in the chart. But like, um, you know, so career is a big deal for Capricorns. And if, if it's not career, it's public image mm-hmm. because it's the most visible thing. And so what is one of the most important things that public image is truly really based on is what other people think of you, Libra. Yeah. Right. Relating, right. relating, cooperating, sharing. Mm-hmm. One's reputation. Saturn, right? Karma. So mm-hmm. it doesn't matter how like insulated Capricorn may think itself to be, um, mm-hmm. or or lunar, it's imagining its relationships based on Cancer being the seventh house, right? It thinks it's like, oh, just that it's really Saturn that is the big decider for what people think about Capricorn risings and whether this and the success of their careers. So they actually already know that this is not news to them because Capricorn yeah. rising Saturn is the only one that they need to look at too. But it's definitely true in my experience, and I'm thinking of all the Capricorns that I know. Their career, whether for better or for worse, actually really has a big definition in their life. Sure. You know, and especially can hard to see if their sun sign is somewhere else, and you know maybe they don't even know that they're a Capricorn rising. Mm, right. It's, you know, even more of a problem. 
Hmm. Okay, thank you. 11th house, 11th and 12th, two more. All right, Libra in the 11th. Well, this one's a good spot for Libra because it's social groups, it's social reform. And I think that would be somebody who could really put their activism to their feelings for relation and fairness into an activism that would help change the world and make the world a better place. Hopes, wishes, dreams, um, very authentically trying to put that relational thing in that way. and the peacemaker in, a, in peacemaker. your group of your mm-hmm. friends oh, or yeah. your tribe, mm-hmm. your, you know, you being the peacemaker and wanting to be with others of like mind that desire peace on a, yes. on a grander, yeah. Or groups of, you know, um, groups of musicians, groups of artists together, those right. kind of, yeah. An artist tribe. Oh yeah, tribes, social group, not just like that would probably be more what uh, third third house would be like that sangha or tribe right but um like that this one's more like alliances where how how can we get better at art let's meet together and or how let's discuss this book of this artistic book club book or whatever right. uh, like that. jane austen book club <laughs> yeah right it could be it's always about relationships <laughs> it could be also with the 11th house with that lead replacement um these people could meet their significant other or um like in those kind of groups and stuff mm. like that and things within alumni associations or any kind of affiliation that is like uh, a club or right. or like a partnership that isn't the enemy or the spouse one but the third mm. you know is is somewhat related to the 11th house too that kind of like organizational group partnership type thing is is, is also related to the 11th as well and 12th house Libra in the 12th house mm, i have that <laughs> oh you do oh yeah and you got I the have, microphone. I have, I have Libra in the 12th house and then I'm Scorpio rising and Mars is in the 12th house and Venus is in the first house. So they have like this reciprocal thing. So yeah, I find for, I mean, that's not for everybody, but for me, I feel like the transcendence to me comes through music, through art, like even bringing up Hildegard and Gandhian. It's very 12th house Libra, right? She's in a monastic. She was a hermit, right? <laughs> She's a hermit. Yeah. Like so it makes house. a lot of sense, you know? Um, <laughs> But that's no what I wonder you up. love Hildegard. Yeah, <laughs> <we> so <laughs> isolation, like to the, 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 that's an interesting spot, right? For, for Libra, because the 12th house is in isolation. So, mm. um, needing that space away, it's, I think it's like relationally is a little bit different for 12th house Libra people. Um, yeah, uh, because if you're Scorpio rising, you know. I obviously it would be, but if you're having 12th house Libra, but yeah, it's a little different because you need your space as well. Cause that puts you with a fourth house Aquarius, right. Too. It's like, you need some space around you in order to come back and be in relation, but it's very deep. It's more of a transcendence uh, relationship. I feel like for me, and at least um, is a desire to be in relationship to the greater right spirit this contemplative yeah. not just you know, not, yeah like it's it's to it's to how am i relating in order to get to the the great big relationship right excellent beautiful yeah. thank you wow that was great i am so grateful that we had this chat this is it's always such a joy to be with you and um, yeah it is yay but i will put those links below and um yeah so once again if you want to contact um rachel you can do so through iheartastrology.net and for uh, Lindsay through your channel or your um, email address. What, do you have an email address? Yeah, can? I do have a website too. And it's um, astromosaic, 
dot um gosh what's the i don't remember i can give it to you you can put it in the description okay <laughs> Astro mosaics yes <laughs> super used I, feel, I, I do do readings i'm um, doing a couple of readings this month i'm more focused on my youtube because i have a family too and so i have to split my time on all these different things but yes yeah, really balance <laughs> my, passion. my passion yeah so i right. do love, i love astrology so much El Natale Astrology is her YouTube channel and El Natale Home and Garden um, mm -hmm. to get the, the cool home and garden tips and um, education. So yay, thank you so thank much you. girls. It's been always awesome. And um, we will see you all next time. Thank you for listening to our Libra archetype. And the next one up will be of course, Scorpio. That's next one. So <laughs> yay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everybody. Bye for now. This is Irina Samsara. Star Sound Speaks with Rachel Middleton and Lindsay. Hi guys. Have a, have a good one. Bye now. <laughs>